Gentlemen, to start this off, we need some ground rules. The one I had written down and, and underlined is that trials don't count. So trials do not count. If he, if he popped overseas for a trial, it does not count towards him leaving the League of Ireland. Agreed. Okay, that's fair enough. Andrew, you had kind of mentioned to me off air, should it count if... I think we used Fagan as an example. So he's at home farm, popped over to England, came back to the league, and then never left the league at that point. Are we counting that? I suppose we have to, don't we? Yeah, because he, yeah. he technically, did, on a technicality, he didn't leave the League of Ireland. And that's yeah. that's sort of where we're going with these, I think. Yeah, I think so, yeah. Um, and yeah. bar that, I mean, if we're stuck, we can probably just chuck in a, a bunch of the Dundalk current crop and uh, no, one can, no one can say much about that. Well, you never know. Well, then what do you mean? We do have someone else here. Yeah, well, is he going to talk about some of the current Shamrock Rovers crop? I probably would argue no, but... Maybe Ronan Finn. Right, we'll get into it. Yeah. We'll get into it. Greatest ever League of Ireland players never to have left the League of Ireland. It's a long enough title. It's a, a title we're going to hopefully bestow on someone in this podcast. It's a little bit, it's going to have to be an open discussion, a bit like the greatest ever goal. So I don't think we're probably ultimately going to agree on one. But we'll, we'll try. We'll try and pick holes in each other's. We'll try and, and build someone up. And, and I'm going to come right in at the start and give you the great name, Paulo Sam. Great player. Yeah. Excellent, one, excellent one, player. People remember him his very successful time at St. Patrick's Athletic, but he was also part of the Shamrock Rovers side that won 93-94. He was. Got a bad injury in that time, no, I believe. No, I think he... Well, Just I, at the end of it. I think the money wasn't there to hang on to yeah. the likes of him, Alan Byrne. Uh, I think Stephen Gagan, but Ozan was the kind of one of the power horses in in, in that midfield. The power really, horses is very much oh, the term yeah, for really, a player like him. You know, really athletic player, box to box, physical, could play football. Um, so yeah, I loved watching him at, at Rovers. Loved watching him at Pats as well. Great, great player. I had no real introduction to the league when I was younger, and I was a, a bit of a latecomer. I've mentioned that in quite a few podcasts to the league, but I do remember Paulo Sam, and uh, I do remember the game against Celtic registers with me in in Europe the nil nil draw with Celtic he, he he was absolutely phenomenal in that game just felt like he bossed it from the midfield but also he came to our school when when I was young and had no real knowledge on the league and and uh with a with a trophy no just came a, just turned up I'm not sure what the link was we we often seem he to wasn't get just we got basketballers in that taught okay. us how to basketball Paulo Sam turned up it must have been maybe some club initiative uh, around the place but he came in and I remember not really knowing anything about the League of Ireland but being so impressed to have a professional footballer and he did look like you know an absolute stellar professional footballer like he looked a million quid did Paulo Sam to be fair um, and you can you can trust me when I, I'm, I'm bigging this one up because he's a former Mount Marion man and I hated Mount Marion as a kid because they were one careful careful why are you a Mount Marion kid careful of course I was yeah. ah that's yeah. a very upsetting discovery be, be careful what you say now no I hated Mount they were they were our rivals in the shit SDCC level we played in <laughs> and you know who did you play for I played for St. Francis Ew. Yeah, no, yeah. No, all the Lorcans and Fiacres and headbands that would have been knocking around Mount Mary well, at the time. I played for them for about five years of my life and I never came across a Lorcan or a Fiacre. I can yeah. confirm that to you. If, you. if you've never come across the Lorcan or the Fiacre, you might be the Lorcan or the Fiacre, Andrew. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he, the, the impact Paul Osam made at St. Pat's, uh, he, to be fair, probably led them to their, what was it, the first league title in 30 years? I think I'm right in saying that. It, I, I read now, I, I don't remember his time at Rovers. It picked up a nasty injury from what I read at Rovers. You're saying, mm, 
not necessarily the case. I, I think it might have affected... Well, it wasn't the reason for his leaving. Right, okay, like, he was on his way out anyway. Yeah. Anyway, his, his return to, to Pats was just... It just worked perfectly, really. And it's one of those kind of fits. We've talked about a couple of different players at clubs. Just fit perfectly well. He was their standout midfielder consistently. Uh, just really did have so much in their game. I think 1999, he was the, the he picked up the players, the journals, and the FAI player of the year award in, in all games. I mentioned the game against Celtic. I mean, the only... Uh, and, and again, I'm, I'm willing to be schooled in this, but the only thing that comes to mind when I when I think back about that game is McElhenney tearing apart Rosenborg in the Champions League recently um, just as a, a when you look at a player and go God on his day he, he will threaten anybody and, and I genuinely thought Paulo Sam had, had quite a bit of that about him um, if I look back on some of the I mean Brian Kerr obviously would have worked quite closely with him Kerr was a big fan he, he reckoned he could have played in the continent and, and maybe was probably just a bit unlucky to miss out on international caps as well. Um, he's probably the the from from my point of view, he's the number one argument uh, in the conversation like this. His his name was bandied around about maybe getting a call up for, for yeah. the national team, but uh, I don't think he was Jack Charlton's type of uh, type <laughs> of player. It's weird how this is a he was not blanks type of player comes up all the time when it comes to the national team. You know what I mean? Wesley was not this type of player. Blah 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 blah. Anyway, Paulo Sam for me. Um, I I think there's, there's I mean there's a few order I could chuck in at this point I'll one of you want to want to come forward before I just mouth off with a few more and uh, I'll, let, I'll let you jump in here I suppose in a more recent setting Sean Gannon yeah no that's a good uh, do you know what I was thinking I'm sort of gone ho- so historic about it that Sean Gannon's probably a, a fair shout um I'm trying to think back I, I, in my head I'm like no he definitely played abroad he didn't actually no he no, didn't that's a kind of conversation no, we had recently off enough. At, started off at Chamac Rovers and then went to Pats and then Dundalk so yeah, um, he's won seven Premier Division titles. Obviously, one was with Shamrock Rovers when he didn't really play too much, mm. but still, uh, two FAI Cups, three League Cups, two Presidents Cups, one Leinster Senior Cup, mm. and uh, and one United Union Cup as well. That's the one. That's the yeah. standout in the memory, isn't Not it? Not the, the Leinster Senior Cup, no. No, no, the United Union. He united the Union. So good he was. Uh, no, he. That's a really good show because I would. You probably tend to forget about defenders as much especially when they're not powerhouses at the back like we're talking about Paulo Sam it's probably a nice contrast because Gannon is closer to like a Seamus Coleman mode of a player he he does get forward plenty he creates a lot going forward but he's solid solid defender versatile enough I would say as well in what he does he's he's not um he could probably play in nearly any team in this league he, he could you know he could probably dig you out at the back if he needed he can very much get forward in the way that Dundalk need him to and, and have the ball at his feet. Would would he be miles off end of Stevens? Well, I would have seen Stevens at the in the league when he played at Rovers, played with Pats as well, and uh, he was someone at the time. I was maybe a bit surprised when he when he went yeah. to England. Well, that's what I mean. I, yeah. I mean, he, it it kind of seems in that mould where like, if you look at Gannon now, you think if someone had picked him up three, four years ago, he'd be that's, a solid, solid that's, top championship player. And I think that's the key. And, and and people have talked about that before, that maybe his opportunity is 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 gone. Mm. Uh, I'm sure I he... I think he doesn't mind as much. But I, he's I, also, he's got a very good contract. He's got a long-term contract mm-hmm. at Dundalk and mm-hmm. he signed a three-year contract. Was, and he's was one of the boys month. that's kind of happy up there, isn't he? Like, there's a few of them that are that are settled, that, you know, you'd be surprised that even, it would have to be a, a really suitable offer yeah. to, to come and, and take a few more of them. Do you want to jump in with, with anyone that, that uh, comes to mind? 
I was gonna I, I was gonna name Glenn Crow, but I've forgotten he started his career. <laughs> he, he started his career uh I think with Wolves and, and but is a few that, other we kinda of have on a technicality, I mean, did he go from youth level to Wolves and then back to League well, of Ireland? Well he, he did he technically didn't leave the league in a sense as a senior player then. Well, it's like the other technicality, a player who did again had a short stint away was Jason Byrne. Mm. And the technicality was he, he I, I saw I was at the match in, in Poland when he made his debut for Ireland and he it's whether he got a touch of the ball or not. He did get a touch of the ball, but the ball was out of play. <laughs> I think I've described this before. So the you know, he went all so the way to Poland and didn't touch the ball. But poor Jason. The Irish manager Steve Staunton now, he's talking to Tony O'Donoghue. It's coming up. All right, OK. Uh, be interesting to hear what he says, actually. I'd be very interested to see what he has to say, but I don't like to see a good football man in this situation. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. OK, let's hear what he has to say. He's talking to Tony O'Donoghue. What's the cock up this is? Well, I'll come back to see I'm sorry, we have some technical problems. We will sort them out, but we can't sort them out at this particular point in time. See the level of expectancy. You can see the level of expectancy. When Neymar was shaking up, take that penalty. I thought he was, yeah. he was fucking dreading it. We're, we're on air. Oh, we're not, are we? We are. are we? Well, I apologise for that, but obviously... I'm sorry. <laughs> that was a, an inexactitude win. All right, let's get our final predictions. Mick Leach would be another one. He came very close to going to West Ham at one stage, but I think Rovers didn't want to sell him. I had him jotted down, but I, there's a stint I wasn't sure that I, I had here to ask you about. Boston Rovers? No, that was actually a Shamrock Rovers side that went to play. There, there was a then all of those players left the league because they went to play elsewhere. No, it was a summer. <laughs> they basically rebranded Shamrock Rovers as Boston Rovers, and they they played in this tournament across America in '67 uh, or '68. Okay, right. What do you think, Andrew? Are we booting out Mick Leach because he played the the Americanized tournament. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> unfair unfair to a great man who would have but, been part of a very successful team of that decade well yeah in terms of so he was part of the rover six in a row cup sides yeah, and yeah. just in that era and, out a load of players well yeah but well. also in the in earlier eras at, at that time you know players would have been playing in the league of ireland and picking up a, a reasonable wage and they also would have been working so i think i'm right in saying that mick leach worked for guinnesses at the time so we would have been working for guinnesses uh, picking up a wage there, uh, working, obviously, and then uh, I'm not <laughs> suggesting anything otherwise. Uh, and then he was playing with Rovers and uh, earning money there. I think, you know, it was before the uh, the heyday in terms of, you know, you going to England and earning a lot more. That actually, yeah, yeah. I think between two jobs, living at home, um, you know, he, he earned quite a few Ireland caps as well playing in, in the League of Ireland. So um, that's he'd be one that might... Uh, spring to mind yeah no that's another fair enough one I, I tell you one that sort of was a bit of an almost for me um, and he always gets mentioned as, as one of those sort of main players who never got a move across to England was Paul Doolan but I think 
I went back through the records and, and he did a season at Porter Down in the north. So I'm afraid he's out of the technicality as well. Uh, so another one, yet another one uh, ruled out. Lastly, uh, John Caulfield as well. You'd, you'd have to give him a show. Uh, Cork will kill us if we, if we don't if he doesn't get a mention. He's he's record holder for appearances for Cork, which I think it's 400 and 130 goals, which isn't an unbelievable strike, but it's a pretty solid strike rate. Um, uh, pretty you know pretty stellar career, I think it's fair to say. Well, overall in in relation to League of Ireland appearances, he's in like the top 30. And if you just right. look at the Premier Division. He's in the top four, uh, and then as an all-time goal scorer, I think he's, I think it's twentieth all-time. That's probably a bit of a disservice on my part, saying it's not an amazing strike rate. <laughs> it's a pretty good. Yeah, score yeah. Like I think it was twentieth, so one hundred and twenty-nine goals. He's actually just three goals behind McLeach. So yeah, they're, they're quite <laughs> yeah. Close but see, there. John never, never, you know, flaffed off to Boston for a for a bit of a holiday. Well, and left the league behind him. Although he had an American passport, so <laughs> it, uh, uh, he'd, he'd, done, done that. he'd have done better if the the league in the States, he was too early for the league in the States, he could have been, you know, yeah, yeah, he wouldn't absolutely. have to have been a designated overseas player, he could have been an American player, so yeah. <laughs> Andrew, we had an idea maybe, I kind of mentioned instead to talk about a few more recent players, and you had kind of said one to me off air, and, and I kind of, we kind of referenced that at the start of the show, Ronan Finn? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Definitely. Are we going? Are we going with that? Because I mean, we are talking about the greatest ever player. So look, we'll I don't, not and, not and the greatest, but, but he's, this is, he's this definitely is no disrespect to Ronan Finn, but like some of the names we've mentioned there are stellar. Now Ronan Finn, it it might be recency bias. Yes, I think to, to uh, add. Yeah, it's just Finn has won. He won league titles at Shamrock Rovers. Yeah. He won league titles at Dundalk. He was a really important part of that early success of Dundalk with Stephen Kenny. Mm. And then he's come back to Shamrock Rovers. Okay, he hasn't won a league title, but he did lift, the become cup. the first captain to, to lift an FA Cup since Pat Byrne. Um, and didn't you want to add Chrissy Shields in here as well? I did, yeah. I, yeah. I, for me, if you're making an argument between the two, I will lean towards giving you shields a bit more in that. In you that love that a destructive <laughs> midfielder. Now every every team needs a destructive midfielder, but he's a very different. I like my creativity. My you now, say that. I mean, Bastian Erie's the most creative player in the league seen in a long time. Now he unfortunately can't be part of this discussion. <laughs> yeah, I've shoehorned him in, but that's the kind of player I appreciate. And I'm I'm sorry. I just think if you're coming down to have, if you're picking one or one of those two in your team. Um, as a sort of ba- you know, basis. Well, what I'd say, I, I, I mean, a midfield, a midfield with Airy and Shields, and I would like oh, that. Okay, be, I would like I that. I mean, yeah. that's ridiculous. Yeah. That's serious amount of water carrying for Shields to do there. Bastion, maybe chase back a little bit, no? Um, but even with, with Finn, I mean, realistically, Finn looks like he's the defensive midfielder, the holding city midfielder in the Rovers team full of 18 attacking midfielders. So, yeah, I, to be fair, he's probably played that role a bit more, but... Yeah, he, he'll, he'll probably end up. He played a lot as the right wing back towards yeah. the end of the season. So yeah, <laughs> some but, versatility. But um, I, I know Shields missing for the FAI Cup final. There was a lot of discussion uh, yeah. before that. Yeah, uh, I think the dramatic conclusion in relation to the goals and the penalty shootout. I think maybe people it, it wasn't in the discussion whether the result might have been different. Dundalk didn't play well in that final and missing Shields. So maybe I'm. How, I'm how have a case. we gotten here? I'm talking about Bastianieri. You're talking about the recent <laughs> cup win. This is an absolute. Disgrace. <laughs>